Down Your Unders. Down Your Unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode 75 of the Out of War Down Under podcast. My name, as always, at nauseam, is Adam Camilleri, and Merry Christmas to everybody, because this, this episode should be coming out the week after Christmas. Hope you've had a wonderful uh, holiday season with your family and friends, and you spent some quality time with the people you love and care about. I am joined by the uh, returning, a three-time uh, returning champion of the show, <laughs> Rick, the, the AdMech man himself, Ricard Nielsen. How are you doing, mate? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Adam, for the introduction. Yeah, and I couldn't. Well, you've been on for every AdMech episode I've had, so I've got to continue the trend, right? I can't, I can't yeah, let the course. quality dip at all, can I? No, can you? <laughs> no, it's great to be back, Adam. Thanks, man. And the, uh, you were doing some amazing things still with AdMech over in the, the Scandinavian region and the and the greater European region. So definitely a man of much renown. But uh, this episode is going to be talking about the AdMech Codex retrospective. So it's been, I think it's eight or nine months since the Codex been out. Is that about right? Yeah, I think so. We've had our time in the sun for sure, but now it's time yeah. to innovate and see what we can do given it's the uh, balanced data sheet and everything. <laughs> uh, it's, it's time to fight in the shade, so to speak. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to talk about this one because this is, well, it's the other most powerful codex we've seen yeah. this edition except it's gone down a very different path to the one that's currently continually ruining the game for everybody else well, um, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's very fr- it's very frustrating to me that um yep. I, I, like drakari just gets to have a whole year of we are we are preeminent like we've they've only been challenged <laughs> they've never been toppled you know um but i guess it's for that, all the years back in the days when they were crap so uh, i don't but, know yeah. So were they though? Like, I mean, fifth edition they were fun. Yeah. Sixth edition they were meh. Seventh edition they were real <laughs> meh. Eighth edition they were good. Ninth edition they're yeah. they're, they're freaking the best. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they might very well go down as the Grey Knights of of fifth edition mm. Grey Knights. This ninth yeah. edition is all about Drakari. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Anyway, we're, we're, we're tangential man. We're not here to talk about Drakari. They've. they've Everyone talks about Drakari. Stuff that we're talking about <laughs> Admech maybe because nobody has had a bigger fall from the limelight this edition no. than Admech. Um, All the bandwagoners are gone. Oh my god, it was incredible. <laughs> the Exodus. It was. <laughs> I I never see anything like it. Yeah, I talked um, to lots of friends in the community, and they're like, "Yeah, finally we got our faction back." All the faction nerds <laughs> to compete and do semi well, I guess. No, yeah. I'm just joking aside. But uh, we had a really good thing going before we were like top tier um, in the community. It was really fun, you know. Internal competition and everything was was great. And mm. when all the when everyone jumped on board, it was kind of like people just uh, yeah came in and did their thing with our faction, but didn't really partake in the community that much. Uh, okay. The new ones, you know? <laughs> well, you, you, you t- tell us tell us about this community you talk about, because you're one of the spearheads of the competitive admic, uh, so, so social media communities, at yeah, least. Tell us a little bit about that. At least the one on Facebook. I mean, there's a really big one on Reddit as well, and we have some, some great uh, connections with those guys as well, of course. But, uh, yeah, mostly in my little, or little, I don't know, it's a couple of thousand now, so... <laughs> In the Facebook, awesome, uh, and there's some good discussions there. And I actually wanted to actually wrote down a couple of uh, interesting trends that I've seen there. 
uh, that we could talk about in episode two. I think. Dude, fantastic. We'll see what people are brewing out there. Uh, that sounds that, uh, awesome. <laughs> we need to, to adapt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for those, anybody who doesn't know, anybody who's new or unfamiliar with the format for Art of War Down Under, this is a two part podcast. The first part coming out lovingly for you guys, curated by myself and uh, Mr. Seamus Ronan on Tuesday mornings. Uh, the part two is available to subscribers only over on either uh, my personal Patreon, The Art of War Down Under where you can look it up there on Patreon, like I just said, or, or over on theartofwar40k.com, where you can purchase this podcast in addition to the beautiful and wonderful Art of War flagship, Venerable OG, and the Art of War Unbroken by the fantastic Blake Law. Uh, jump in and get involved. In addition to that, you can find a phenomenal amount of coaching, advice. Um, the War Room is just like one of the best resources in the world, bar none, for getting better and, get, and staying educated about the game. So please get involved and support us in all the amazing things that we do. Um, but yeah, Ricard, let's jump into this review. So let's this do it. Retro review. We're <laughs> going to be start. We're going to be starting. Uh, what page are we on? So we're going to be starting on the Forge Worlds, and yeah. I believe uh, the first one is going to be Mars on page fifty-one. But we're going to backtrack a little bit. We're going to travel ourselves backwards in time to <laughs> eight months ago when you and I reviewed this book as it first came out. Yeah. What were you? What did you think when you first saw it? When you first cracked it open? <laughs> young, young Rickard, innocent Rickard. <laughs> yeah, Rick from the past. Uh, well, I gravitated mostly towards Lucius because it was just so good with the transhuman, ignore AP 1 and 2 on all your blobs with the plus 1 armor save. So that was what I was running most of the season so far since the book was released. Um, obviously, splashing in some Mars as well just for the rerolls. Uh, and extra canticles on my shooting units, like the Ballistari and the airplanes. Uh, and I guess that was what settled if we look at uh, the great the big tournaments uh, at the end of summer. And that was a Mars-Lucius combo that most people was running some kind of variant of with, yeah, four to six flyers, usually. Yeah. And uh, for the other Forgefuls, I mean, we haven't really seen much of uh, Agrippina at all. I mean, there were some experimentalists to start with. I know some people in the in the community have been running and testing out Stygis a lot, uh, trying different yep. builds with it. Raya, uh, yep, I think I... no one bothered with. And then we have some Risa melee lists as well, of course. And then Metallica with all their stratagems from the uh, extra supplement. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think we've got a miscommunication there. Um, but yeah, a perfect, perfectly sum summarized the, the life of the, the Forge Worlds. Yep. When you first saw the book, though, just to, just to give people a a recap of where this book was and what it was like when it first came out. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts? What were your opinions? Well, good question. I mean, you just had to dive into it. Obviously, Skitari Blobs was a thing when you looked mm -hmm. at all the synergies with Core and at start as well, uh, having the Ballistari being Core also gave them lots of synergy and they were really, really good before they did a patch to take that away. I don't remember exactly when that was, but it, it was like, yeah, somewhere mid-season. When they took yep. that away. Um, yeah, and then we had to adapt. I went the road of just going all the Citari in the world. So I was running 120. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people were running even more. I think Manny was up to 160 or something. He did. He did. He went absolutely. <laughs> well, he, he managed it. He, he sifted it. <laughs> Dark managed. Um, when I first saw this book, I and I know a lot of people echoed the same thoughts. It's extremely complex. Like, this is possibly the oh, most yeah. complex 
ninth edition codex and the layers and synergies just keep getting kept getting deeper for me like mm. every, every time i'd see a new list I'd, I'd unpack it a little bit more and my head would reel by the sheer density of rule of knowledge you could place upon your army <laughs> upon any given unit i mean i'd be called cool. i'd be streaming games and there'd be yeah. a, a unit of t- a unit of 20 vanguard or rangers and they'd have like eight or nine tokens to denounce yep. every single buff on them and i was like well i i can't do anything with that yeah, <laughs> you know? no, and that was so bad when it first got released because everyone wanted to mm. try everything so you just had all these markers and then it boiled yeah. down to like you you had to just kill your darlings really and take take away a few um, to save cp uh, of course yeah but uh, yeah and there's different amounts i mean i've, I've looked at the other like different archetypes of lists and uh, it varies but you can still hack quite a lot of mm. layers as you say uh, yeah. especially with the new army of renown as well uh, giving you additional world of trades exactly and layers right. and well that that was that was the issue wasn't it like i saw i saw richard siegler's list for um uh was it was it G, one of the gw events was Austin yeah, the one, new one i think yeah yeah and he had the Metallican Army of Renown. So on top of all the incredible stacked buffs you get from this codex, <laughs> he had a supplement on top of that and an Army of Renown on top of that. And yeah. I thought, how does anybody keep this book straight in their heads? Um, how, have, how have you coped? Uh, how, do, how do you keep this book straight? How do you keep yourself accountable? Uh, markers, obviously, uh, both for myself and for my opponent, really important to have yep. printed markers that you can apply and do it like, okay, command phase, treat it as just a movement phase or a shooting phase because it's mm. going to take a little time and some some thoughts um and just yeah every command ability make sure it's a marker make sure you go through them make sure you apply them correctly i think that's uh, a need and then I, there's even some stratagems that you need to activate to start the command phase you need to like keep yeah. those next few markers to make sure do i want to use this now or not uh, just be methodical and uh, logical like uh, like a computer and you'll get through it yeah, agreed. <laughs> All right, so back to the review. I 100% agree. Mars and Lucius has been the tale of this book so far. Like, I mean, apart from uh, apart from uh, Richard taking, uh, who was supposed to be on the show, unfortunately, he's not. Uh, he, he had to take a rain check. Uh, apart from Richard taking Metallica, I haven't seen any other Forge World be used uh, at a top level. Like, I mean, I, my, my good man, um, Mitch Pelham experimented with Stiges yeah. and, uh, a Sakaran horde. He was like infiltrating Sakaran hordes everywhere. Um, yeah. and, and that, that did quite well for a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, do you remember when we did this review and I was like, rise is crazy. Rise yeah. is so crazy, crazy good. <laughs> Metallica is, is very good. Um, and Lucius yeah. is broken. Mars is amazing. Um, yeah. But is there any reason we haven't seen anything apart from Mars Lucius yet really take over? Um, well, they're still the best, I think. <laughs> I mean, yep. the canticles is a huge thing for Mars, and also the rerolls, which makes your shooting reliable. And <laughs> splicing in, I mean, you you don't really want more than two detachments unless you were running mm. six flyers, which you no longer can. So, and I guess then it's Lucius for the durability, of course, and then uh, the mobility as well with the solar flare. And then Mars for for your backfield shooters, and of course totally you could go Stiges, but it's it's too dependent if you go first or second. I think to exactly put right. all your yep. fragile toughness three bodies out there in the midfield, and it works really well if you go first all games, which you can oh. do. So you could potentially swing for <laughs> high place, just banking on that. But it's 
you're gonna have to do quite a lot of tournaments to get through that. Uh, yeah, statistically. <laughs> well, <laughs> there is a there, so the freebooters list added, uh, of, which is now uh, rest in peace. Don't pour one out for it. It was obnoxious. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, the freebooters list added uh, a huge amount of urgency to the game, as in like, wow, I have to be able to capitalize if I go first, which yeah. I thought might lead people down to going Stygies. And now the other reason I think Stygies might have some play is just because of Hive Guard now. Yeah. Um, Stygies will let you put something on your opponent's de like deployment line and you have the DACA to clear the screen just innately by being... You know, just a couple of blicks of ranges and you clear anything that can stop you yep. charging on through. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought Stygis might still have some play as like a secondary, like you just took a patrol, you know, one unit, a decent sized unit of infiltrators and rust stalkers in a patrol. Yeah. I thought that might be a thing eventually, but I, I haven't seen it still. I think it still has some some legs there, especially in the Hive Guard matchup, because you really need to go second most of the time. There are some other mm. builds, and I'll go through one of them actually in episode two, that uh, has some nice. play against the guards. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, um, nice. So we'll talk about that, but yeah, sure. I mean, you could build a, more of an alpha list and do like two planes, some indirect shooting, uh, and something that can first turn charge. Doesn't have to be Stygis. Could also just be the, um, yeah, for example, the Mars uh, specialist detachment, uh, Skitari veterans, uh, because if you Put some stuff there. You could get the extra move and plus two to advance with the logi, and then advance and charge, and a charge on three d six, advance on two d six, pick the highest. So there's all those. That did stuff. you just did you just just hear him reel off those rules, guys? Like, <laughs> my God, it is insane. The like yeah, a couple of sources. Encyclopedia of opportunities is how you sum this up this faction. Um, yeah, you can right. get some raiders. And you could probably like sneak <laughs> through and tag some tag something, you know, with the scout move and everything. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of options, but you probably need or want something that can first turn charge and potentially tag those hive guards. Problem is, if they have the blips for the gene steal occult, then that's going to be tricky, unless yeah, they deploy mess tricky. up their deployments. Yeah, and in that case, I guess. Uh, not even airplanes will save you because you can't move them in to get line of sight, probably. But exactly right. It's yep. only down to your uh, humble disintegrator to kill a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the disintegrator. It's not dead. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about Metallica. So we've talked about a lot of bits and pieces. Uh, when when the Metallica supplement came out, and yep. especially when they got that Metallica lung and so many mm. other good options, I expect yeah. to see a huge a huge upsurge. I just it mm. hasn't materialized. Is there any reason? Do you think that's it, it hasn't? Well, the dogma isn't really doesn't really do much for you. It's the one where you can assault or advance and fire without penalty and move fire mm. heavy weapons. It's good. It's okay, but uh, I mean, it's such an in, it's a bit of an investment to build around the specific Metallica. There is something for it uh, in this <laughs> the army I'll talk about in in uh, Def Two, uh, where I use Metallica, which is great um, for because you get all the stress nice. really. And that's where the the key thing is. Yeah. And, and of course the the warlord traits and, and that you mentioned and the relics is is, is great as well. But I, I think when you if you're going to like do the builds like the Lucius. Mars thingy. You don't want to swap out Lucius, and you don't want to swap out Mars yeah. there, because it's just pure math-wise better. Um, and for the Skitari veteran cohort that people have been running as well, it is really good, obviously, but I think Mars, Mars has a bit of an edge, depending on because of the canticles and, and everything there. 
Mm, and you enough. also really need your command points in the in the in that cohort mm, because yes, you need you that do. to fuel your rust stalkers with all mm -hmm. the extra attacks and advance and charge and everything. So you can't really. I mean, it's doing two detachments there. It's hard. So uh, yeah, agreed. All right, jumping down to the build your own forge worlds. Now, when we we talked about these, there were actually quite a few we did we didn't mind, mm. but none of them have touched the sides. Just the, like like we said, they've all just been drowned out by Mars and Lucius, like everything else has. But is there any is there any sleepers here you want to point out to anybody? I've only seen the red saturated one to give uh, like better radium AP strength. Um, you have to outflank lots of vanguards, but not after the points increase. Haven't seen. Yeah, them. yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think most of these were affected by the points increase because the other one was the vehicle where you get the reroll for all your cognis and you don't have that many mm. flyers going around anymore. So nah, I, I don't think there's any builds really with them. Nah, totally fair. All right, jumping down to the stratagems now. A yep. lot of a lot a lot of gas here, a lot of strength. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the first off, first cab of the rank was uh, was elimination volley for me. It was just like. Oh, sorry, I'm not a Limation Volley. Which one's the one for the Vanguard? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Galvanic Volley Fire that, as, that, and the Enriched Rounds. The Enriched Rounds, the ones that auto-wound on fours. Yeah, for that one be, command. That, and <laughs> and that's, been now, that's been now nerfed to fives. And two command. It's, it's, still, <laughs> it's still amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's still great. And yeah, it's that's still so good. something that we have to counter those uh, Drakari monsters. Mm. Bring, bring um, some Vanguards. Yeah, so but the Ranger and the Vanguard ones was just like the it was it's like being the bread and butter, right? It's the those are the two the two I kind of see used almost every turn, or at least like two or three turns out of a game. Um are there any other real big ones here that are that you use all the time? Uh the auto pass for one command point morale within six of an objective, changed it yep. to only use once and changed it to you have to be wholly within the objective or six within. But still really good. Uh and as well, I mean, you usually get some of the holy orders, so that's one thing you can use there to mm -hmm. auto pass. Uh, and then the other one is usually for war gear strats, which is the enriched rounds or Gavalic volley fire. So yeah, that's the mainstays I would say. Mm. I mean, the, then the, if you run into Raxi, there's lots the boosters thrust to yeah. just jump out up into the how? sky. And depend, depending on how 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 it's ruled, I mean, it's really good if you can. If you can have them in a Dune Rider and then just jump out, flame something, charge something, fight, and then jump up, then it's mm. great. But if you can't do that, and I think more and more tournaments are gravitating towards not allowing it. At least I saw the WTC would say that unless GW facts it, uh, they will not allow it. Because it says in the wording that you can't jump up on a turn that you deploy and set deploy, up on the yeah. battlefield. And you, yeah. in the transport rules for disembarking, it says set up. Uh, yeah. I know GW allowed it in one of their big tournaments. I think that was the one that Siegler was running. Mm -hmm. uh, so some tournaments have allowed it, some haven't. But always check with your TO before bringing ten in a in a boat. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean they're they're fine not in a boat. It's not like they're not having the boat makes them a bad unit. But yeah, you just don't get to have it all. Like. No, it's yeah. great to have the protection and the three extra inches and just the, the minimum footprint that you get from mm. keeping them all in the boat. Uh, so they are really good when they can be in the boat. Agreed. Um, we made it, there was a big deal made out of like uh, Dune Striders, Assassin Construct, stuff like that. Um, I, I did really like Assassin Construct when it first came out. I was I remember us talking, being like, "Is this enough to make Infiltrators and Rust Orcas good?" Like, you know, in enhanced data sheet, a couple of stratagem supports. Rust Orcas have become one of the preeminent preeminent units in that faction, hasn't it? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's a great unit. It uh, trades quite well because it doesn't. Well, it costs more now, but it's still really like a missile. The one downside is, is of course, uh, that it dies probably afterwards, even yeah. though it gets well, some it... extra <laughs> extra armor and so. It's so a, that's it's why a, it's I haven't a... really, yeah, I haven't really used them that much, to be honest. Not yet. I will try and experiment. Now is the time it's for a... experimenting. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, I always always thought of them as like a vanguard veteran without the storm shield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they get they get like the lightning claw equivalent. Like in combat, they're very very choppy, but they just like <laughs> explode. Yeah. Um, yeah, whenever you feel like killing them. Um, are there any other stratagems here that are, are a sneaky good, or ones that you think have developed over time that initially you didn't think were quite as powerful? Um, not really that I can put my finger on. Um, no, it's uh, it's the ones related to the. Um, Traxias doing Wrath of Mars. Yeah, that's also a reason to go of Mars, course. of course, and then yeah, just fight something and then run away again. <laughs> that's really good. Um, do you do you use the um the Lucius strat much? Mm, the one to reserve and put yeah. a deep strike. No, no. Yeah. I used to uh, when I run my 120 guitars. I used to always put two in reserve with Lucius uh, at first, but then I realized just having more guns on the table turn one is better. It's just better. Yeah, the game yeah, has become better. so so front heavy like the only mm. the only turns that really usually matter in the game is one turn one two three and four mm. five is just like go through the motions kind of yeah. um all right we'll jump it down to the holy orders now this is going to take a little bit of explaining i'm going to hand pass it straight to you brother because this this <laughs> confuses me too so you got the you've okay. got the genitors the low guy the magi and the artisans these are your upgrade your character to have an extra thing thing exactly. that every codex gets unpack mm. what you get for it yeah, so it costs point, and they were, these were also revised lately in the balanced data slate uh, to increase slightly. And it's basically, it's got two abilities. One initial part that you have when you start um, the game, and it's usually triggered in the command phase. Some are triggered, for example, at the end of the movement phase. Um, and if you don't want the first one, you can spend an action just to swap it, and then you will get the second part from turn two and onwards but the second part is not really that much used so mostly used is of course the logi which is the staple that uh, gives the unit ignore ap1 and 2 for a turn and you can do it over and over again absolutely bonkers so good and still really good so (laughs) yes and as well there's the artisan which will give you fallback and shoot and charge and that triggers in the movement phase, so you can advance your little dude, uh, move him a lot, and then just fall back with something to move them closer to your little dude, and then just at the end of the movement phase, trigger it and say, now I can charge and shoot again. And it also works on Cadafrons, which is ca- quite cool. <laughs> if you're running those, which you might be, we'll see. <laughs> which um, you might be. <laughs> otherwise, the Magi uh, actually caught my eye a couple of weeks ago that gives you Add two to your advance rolls, which is of course great if yes. you're running the Skitari veterans because exactly you can right. then advance and charge. So mm-hmm. that's something to consider. Uh, Genitors, I don't give too much, to be honest. Yeah, genitors always seem to be the uh, the weak link. Yeah, give some extra hits on unmodified well, rolls six. In. It was always the the low guy is the is the, every single list has lo- logi in it. Yeah, J- just about <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, and these are these. How much does the lo, does the logi cost you now? Has it gone up to um, forty five, or is it? 50? I think it's up to forty or forty five. 
Uh, yeah. Somewhere around there. Used to be 35, but probably went up a bit. And you're still taking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think if, you're, if you're running a list uh, for, for it, I mean, it's always good. Uh, if you have like rust stalkers, they could really benefit mm. from it if, if your opponent doesn't have the AP3 that much. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and seeing as like there's so much more invulnerable save coming out in the game now, especially with now the new Tyranids going to have five pluses everywhere, the need to have a lot of AP3 might be de decreasing. I mean, AP3 didn't do much against Orcs either, um, you know, taking him from a, a six plus to a zero, you know, a minus two <laughs> to their save, who cares? Uh, you know, uh, so I don't know. I don't know how much um, AP3 there was in the game already. And so, yeah, I think Logi still holds up. Yeah. Um, all right, onto the Warlord traits. Now, I couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you which of these happens because when I play Admech or when I see people play Admech, they just like accept everything that the Admech player says. If the Admech <laughs> player was to say, okay, um, this stratagem is going to cost you UCP and in addition you have to wear this fluorescent hat and then put a hat on your head, you would just nod and be like, yes, I this, this sounds correct to me. Um, tell us about the Warlord traits. So there's the Tech Priest Warlord traits and the Skitari Warlord traits. And the Tech Priest Warlord traits are not really that good, I That's would say. Right. Uh, yeah. Not really that much. Uh, no one would probably it's probably quite rare to see people spend command points unless you have a plan. Uh, mm. I mean, obviously, there's the uh, the one that gives your cult mechanicus core within nine rerolls uh, mm. in a fight phase, but that only happens if you're running priests, and you're not running exactly. priests because the carriers are better, yeah. usually. So that's one that goes out. Cartogrammatist is another one where you can deep strike a unit of cult mechanicus core, so that could be good for mm. your if you're running Risa, for example, that's probably an auto-take. So you can deep strike one unit of yep. priests and have them charge on, on eight with 3d6 picking into highest. So that's, exactly. that's a specific one. Or if you're running some kind of tank character, you could go the masterwork bionics to get a four up invo and minus one damage. Mm. Yeah. So they're actually pretty good. Like they're actually not bad. But the only reason you don't see them, the, the tech priest ones, is because the Sakari ones are absolutely bonkers, right? Like you yeah, have sure. pro programmed retreat and telemetry cache that are both insanely good. Yeah, those two are probably staple. Uh, so programmed retreat is if you're running Skitari blobs. If you're not running Skitari blobs, I don't think it's needed really, because if you're only running like uh, melee Sicarians, you won't really need it because they yeah. don't have the data tether either, so they won't be. You probably won't be within nine. But if you're running more of a firebase list, programmed retreat is really key, uh, along uh, with 100%. the Holy Order Warlord traits. So you have two fallback and and shoot, uh, and then coupled with the Lucius relic, you have a teleport as well. So you could potentially teleport out or just go out and shoot with three units that yeah. have been tagged, which is really strong. Yeah, and I'll, the I'll... telemetry cache, yeah, is also good. I mean, also for Skitari blobs, obviously, but also for your Sicarian missiles that you're launching at people <laughs> to mm -hmm. give them light cover, which helps the Rust Stalkers even more because of their special rule. And if you are storming a ruin, that's even makes them even harder to kill. I mean, oh, yeah? and we've just gone over two that are, in, that are insanely good. On top of that, they still have just like one that lets you do an action and still shoot without mm -hmm. the action failing. Just just to be cute, if you wanted a third one, like, and if you're only taking one or two bricks, mm -hmm. you could just have your brick just chucking up banners and still smashing people with uh, yeah. with Daka. Are there any are there any others there that make a make the cut? Uh, I would 
Yeah, if you're running a just shooting list, I would think just moving and firing without penalty with heavy weapons is going to give you money all rounds of the game for one blob. So that's mm. that once was the one I, I took. Uh, and then archive engagement, if you're running the Sicarians, because then you can reroll. Oh, sorry, it's Eyes of the Omnis. Eyes of the Omnis. Uh, yeah, then you yeah. can reroll advanced rolls and charge rolls, I mean, which is really good if you have plus. Just... Like, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're this having is... the with the Mars, you're run, rolling two uh... dice, picking the the highest, adding plus two with low with low gi. No, sorry, magi, and you can reroll it both the advanced roll and the charge roll that you also do mm-hmm. on 3d6 picking device so you could really really slingshot something with uh, with that this and that's is... also something to just have in your backfield next to your uh, where you're just launching yeah. all your sicarians just putting Rickard. it on there and Rickard. Then... Rickard. sorry super sorry, fast Rickard. <laughs> Rickard. this book is yuck yeah. <laughs> is did they just go through the list of every single rule and just tick them off one by one? Let's make sure they have every single rule, guys. Every single one. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so good. And with the uh, right. with the uh, warlord, the Skitari warlord trait that came in the extra detachment to give you just, uh, doctrines on whichever you pick. Like, yeah, you get plus mm-hmm. three move. Next time you yeah. get plus three move. Yeah, you get plus three so, move. And you get, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so crazy, man. <laughs> Damn, this book is still so ridiculously deep. Um, oh yeah. All right. Into the relics. So, yes. funnily enough, there's only really like one relic that I I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, the Skitari Marshall. It's the Marshall one, right? I see yeah, that everywhere. Exemplars and then eternity. I see Temple Corpio. Temple Corpio is the only the two I yeah, see taken on a squad leader. Yeah, and then rainment if you're running uh, shooting blobs, obviously, because then you ignore all all modifiers to your hit roll for one squad. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Those, yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> those those three. <laughs> and I heard uh, one member of the community used the skull of Elder Nicola and did 15 mortal wounds with it to uh, a lot wow. of armagers that wow. were not too careful. That is the thing, though. So I'll, I'll just read this one out because people won't know about this one. Yeah. At the start of the shooting phase, roll 1d6 for each enemy vehicle unit within 12 of the bearer. On a 2 to 3, that unit suffers one mortal wound. On a 4 to 5, is d3. And on a 6, it's flat 3. So, yeah, 12 inches. I mean, there's not. I mean, a Dominus and a Manipulus. Yeah, I think, small it, I think you put it on a squad, on a, like a, a Taraxi sergeant and just jumped him That's, forward. Yeah, I was gonna say if you were if you were playing Mars and still wanted to take a big unit of service raiders, you could really get that guy in pretty deep, pretty quick. And, and it's uh, actually apply not the it. one use. So if you can if you can keep that guy alive, that's, yeah. that's money. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why I thought the service raiders because then you could at least get yourself mm. out of dodge and keep that guy oh, yeah, alive. Yeah. Um, oh, but the Taraxi could you could you could jump up, you know. Yeah. Keep, keep it alive for another turn. Deep strike down, get in range of maybe two yeah. or three. Yeah. Pop it off again. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I mean, if like in the in the freebooter list, actually would have been sick into that freebooter list. Oh yeah. T- turn That's one, the service service raiders just go. <laughs> you go first, move in advance. Yeah. Oh, you oh, got fifteen yeah. vehicles within twelve inches of me, brother. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that would have been sick. Um, all right. Uh, any other relics here that are sleepers? You think people need to know about? No, not really. Uh, Omniscient mask, maybe if you're running. Uh... I mean, it's an aura of rerolls, or, or sorry, um, additional hits if you roll sixes to hit for your Skitari. So if you're just running lots of infiltrators and rust stalkers, that could be good to have on a sergeant, perhaps if you have the CP to spare. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Um, 
But what about the relic pistols? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. A friend yeah, of mine that... actually was was running one of them because he had a cowboy themed uh, Marshall with a, oh, with that's a hat cool. and just doing the pistol move. You know, just choo 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 choo. So that's he, he bought cool that as... one just for for fun, and it actually killed a couple of things. I mean, three shots, <laughs> damage two, Jasmine. range eighteen, AP three, auto wounding on I think sixes to hit or something. So yeah, it's quite cool. That's the Phospho Phoenix. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's the other one, but yeah, we shouldn't talk too much about them, I guess. <laughs> we shouldn't. <laughs> Purgation's Purity, that's the one. Both <laughs> wounds on, on force, range 24. Outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah? watch out. So much goodness there. Um, <laughs> jumping down, talking about the chapter approved rules, the secondaries. Mm. So there's a little bit to unpack mm. here. Well, there's, there's, only, yeah. is there, there's only one here that was really good, right? Yeah, it's a couple of situational. I mean, purge the enemy, the first one. You get you get three points for killing something with a warlord trait, something with a relic, and a vehicle with more than fourteen wounds or fourteen or more wounds. So against necrons, if you face a lot of like necron vehicles, some of them have fourteen wounds. So that's pretty good. And against uh, drakari with lots of different warlord traits and characters. I mean, if you mm-hmm. know you're getting like four characters in your face, or even five, if you count like the sergeant witch with the relic whip. And then it's quite good to take that because, yeah, each each you kill is three points. So yeah, I should I should. It can that. actually be better than assassinate sometimes, but only if there's like hidden relics in squads and so on. Um. So it's, yeah, score three victory points at the end of the battle for each destroyed enemy model that meets one or more of the following criteria. Um, is purge the enemy in the same as uh, Titan Slayers? Bring it down. Uh. Oh, good question. Could you take this against knights, enemy. knowing that knights usually have, if they've got three Megaris, usually they're all characters, or at least two of them are mm. characters. Um, could yeah. you do this as a bit of a double down? Let me double check. Let's see. Mm. Here's the secondaries, and it's uh, Purge the Enemy, and that's the same category as Assassination, Titan Hunter, and Bring It Down. Sadly. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, just another option in that category if you're facing something that has perhaps something with 14 wounds. I don't. I can't really think. Is it like perhaps the custodies? I don't know the telemons. A telemon before is fourteen, have 14 wounds. wounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then there might be some relic guy on a jet bike you could kill. Might be some hidden relic somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> has those, but yeah, you might uh, might see it. Um, depends. It's good to have in the back pocket. Actually, I used it a couple of uh, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we'll leave Eradication of Flesh to last. Is un- Uncharted Sequencing or Hidden Arch- Archivolt? Anything to say there? Archivolt, right? Uncharted Sequencing is really good if you're in some missions when you have like basically three objectives on your deployment line in a, just a Dawn of War deploy, because that's nine points in the bank. And then if you're doing well, you can push on one flank and perhaps get even uh, 12 or 15. I've taken that quite a lot, actually. You wanna sorry, uh, which one was that? Sorry, was that um, uncharted sequencing? Um, uncharted sequencing because it's uh, battlefield supremacy, so it's the same one as yep. uh, engage and stranglehold. But if there's six six objectives on the table, you don't want stranglehold. And if you have a slow army that's not really good at engage, you don't want to engage. So then this is actually quite good because that's nine points in that category. That means you don't have to really interact with your with the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so you would just pick you because this. I'll just read it out for people who might be confused. Before deployment, assign one objective marker to each battle round and note down 
this on your army roster. An objective marker cannot be assigned to more than one battle round. Score three victory points at the end of the battle round if you control the objective marker assigned to that battle round. So you've got, you got five... So you can do it with on a five objective mission as well if you wanted to for the five turns. Yeah. Um, but you never want to do it on like battle lines or whatever. There's only four, and there's only really one you can guarantee you're going to hold. But yeah, like you said, like in, in some of those missions where you like you got three objectives literally in your deployment zone, hmm. that's just like a super easy nine. Oh yeah, for sure. With the, hmm. with the option of getting more, of course. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, no. I like that one. I like that one as well. That's actually really good. Uh, hmm. Hidden Archeo Vault. Anything to say there? Mm. No, it's a bit too. I mean, in some missions, you it's quite obvious which one it's going to be because your opponent can pick one one of two flanks really to to mm. be that objective that you're going to hold. Uh, but then you need to commit to that flank all, all game. It can be good if yeah. you're up against something that doesn't really have a good ability to push, and the terrain looks really nice next to those midfield objectives that your opponent can pick. Um, then take it by all means. If you can hide in a ruin and your opponent won't be able to dislodge you from that ruin, then that's an easy 15 points. But uh, it's a bit yeah. situational like that. Agreed. Um, and all right, so on to eradication of flesh. Now, this is the one that I've seen exploited, trolled, I've been trolled with, and <laughs> I think everyone's been bad touched by it at some point. Uh, score, okay. th- score, score three victory points at the end of the battle round if there are at least one Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle from your army on the battlefield. And if Adeptus Mechanicus units from your army destroyed more enemy infantry units this battle round than enemy units destroyed friendly vehicles. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, it is. Just have a couple of like backfield disintegrators that no one will ever mm-hmm. see or just a Ballistari hiding out somewhere and kill stuff and you get it for free. So, uh, exactly right. I've I've seen people take like an entire infantry army with one Ballistari, <laughs> and it's just been like, oh my god, you piece of crap. <laughs> That's just such an exploit. Um, but fair. I mean, it's it's pretty amusing. Um, is this this just like seems an auto twelve to me? I mean, turn one maybe you don't get any kills, but turn two onward, if you're playing to get this and you're building to get this, this is just like such a safe. Yeah, nine to twelve points. Yeah. The problem is people tend to take lots of planes and stuff, uh, so I don't think it's been that used uh, lately, uh, like before yeah. the balance. But it's definitely something to to look into and build towards. Just get yeah, one disintegrate or something, just for some indirect fire, and then just do all the infantry. That's that's just, doable. Just get a just get a dune rider. Yeah, you know? exactly. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> sit a sit a toaster with like mm. five vanguard on a back objective. Sick. Yeah, Activa- secondary yeah. <laughs> activation. You know, uh, it's pretty pretty <laughs> crazy. All right, dude. Um, jumping down to data sheet abilities and all that good stuff. We still like we've already been through the relics and the lo- and the uh, the doctor and the the low guy or whatever the crap they were and the warlord traits and what whatever. And we still haven't even touched on like the two like main pillars of uh, this as a faction as a mono faction. And that's the doctor imperatives and the canicles. Um, yeah. You want to you want to unpack how do these work for people who may not be aware? Yeah, so doctrinas are for Skitari, and canticles are for Mechanicum. The rest, <laughs> but if you're running Mars, you get both for your Skitari. So that's why people are running Mars, or at least one reason for it. Uh, so the doctrinas uh, you can pick. There's basically four. You don't have to pick it, but you can. So if you pick plus one armor, say, for example, which you can do, you get minus three move. But you could also pick plus three move, which means you get minus one armor save, which isn't that 
big of a deal if everything has like five up invos in your army and your opponent has enough AP to give you five up invo. You might as well go for plus three move turn one and just tag everything. Um, there's also plus one ballistic skill, which gives you minus one weapon skill, or plus one yep. weapon skill, which gives you minus one ballistic skill. So okay. that's the Doctrinas. And the Canticles are a bit more varied, giving you, for example, light cover for a turn, plus one strength for a turn, uh, five up save against mortal wounds for a turn, and ignoring attrition, uh, or rerolling one to hit, one wound, and one damage. And that's what people usually use with the Mars shooting, so you get all those Agreed. nice Cogni's last cannons in. Mm -hmm. mm. And then so, there's the additional advance roll and charge roll, and finally the minus one to hit for your entire army in combat, which is really good. It's they're all very good. I mean, the only mm. so just I'm going to say a couple of blanket statements right now. Only power from pain is better than this, I believe. <laughs> Only power from pain even comes close. Uh, like a, there is a big gap between these two, and everyone mm. else's mono faction bonus. I mean, maybe mm. miracle dice, like maybe miracle dice, but mm. yeah. the fact is, the rest of the faction isn't isn't up there. Um, I want to, I really want to just yell about doctrinas for a moment <laughs> because I don't believe ever before has G Dub tr like pretended to give you a downside and then went about. <laughs> giving you every ability to not have any downsides. It's infuriating. <laughs> like that they they pretended that there was a downside to doctrinas. They tried yeah. to tell you, oh, there's actually going to be a bad part to this, and then gave you 30 bajillion ways of ignoring the bad part of it. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so annoying, man. <laughs> I mean you don't really like just basically, okay, I want plus one to ballistic skill for my shooting army. Oh, I get minus one weapon skill. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You don't care, no. and then when you do, when you do care, there's a thing that lets you ignore it. There's a thing that turns it off. Mm. There's a thing that doubles down on it. Or yeah, how many ways do you have to ignore the downside of a doctrina? By the way, like there's uh, like three or four. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's only the marshal, right? But you can have many yeah. marshals. <laughs> exactly. Ex but, oh and then God, the marshals just... have their special thingy in the in the supplements for the veteran cohort. Uh, you yeah. just hand out an additional one. Additional one. It's in. It's so infuriating to me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, you, can, you can you uh, can you can have it your way where you like it and where you need have, it. Have have your cake mm -hmm. and you can you can eat it too. Mm. Uh, as for the canticles, like the canticles seem relatively straightforward. They seem very similar to what they were in eighth edition. Um, and I mean, they don't seem they're not all that overpowered to be honest no. i mean shroud psalm still being what it is i think makes it, i think the only reason shroud psalm seems more oppressive is because of lucius being the kind of the double down effect that um yeah. oh, instead of having lucius, that yeah they fact it actually so lucius doesn't get to combine with cover exactly anymore. right so for exactly lucius right. it's yeah. fine but for mars i mean being able to pick plus one armor save and cover for your airplanes, giving them mm -hmm. two up armor in and cover. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's quite yep. ob obnoxious. It's very, <laughs> very, very obnoxious. I mean, but when you when you stack these things up, so like power for the power from pain table is the gold standard from from a mono faction bonus, like army wide advance and charge, army wide plus one to hit, army wide plus one invulnerable save. These are things that are like fundamental at every port of the game. This just makes your army better. These things are not uncomparable uncomparable plus one weapon skill plus one to hit is, is very similar plus one ballistic skill plus one to hit is, is extremely similar yeah. you're only getting it for one turn rather than on going throughout the game which is why i think power from pain is better but 
the fact that you get the the utter agency here and the tactical nuance to be like, well, I want this this turn, I want this this turn, I want this that turn. Yeah, it really just it really just makes you think they don't like Necrons. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. no, this it, is it, like, and it's also like yeah, it's it's hard to like, or it's it takes some getting used to to be able to pick it like if you go first or if you go second because if you go first yeah. it's quite straightforward. What do I want to do this turn? But if you go second, you need to kind of like plan ahead. Like, what does my opponent want to do this turn? Oh, he wants mm. to charge me. Okay, minus one to hit in combat then. Exactly. So they can be both like reactive and more proactive. Mm. But then you miss, like, <laughs> once you pick something in your opponent's turn, you're going to miss having the other stuff in your turn. And then the other way around, once you pick something offense, like based in your turn, and then the opponent hits mm. you back. You wish you had that minus one to hit, and yeah. you, you thought ahead, but you didn't. So it's quite fun. It's real fun. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, it is real fun. It's just so many options. Like mm. just so much agency. Oh, um, yes. It feels it. This army really does feel like the epitome of ge- like you would just feel like such a maestro at times, being like, "Well, I have all the tools. I just need to find the correct." combination yeah. of them to win whichever engagement i've got which does feel very ad mech it feels extremely ad mech mm. um <laughs> like fluff wise <clears throat> and that's a that's a thing though isn't it do, do you feel like this book like well represents the faction well oh yeah actually i do like, so um, yeah i think they they did some good job i mean this most units are viable i would say still uh, especially now that they toned some some of them down so it's mm. back to the drawing board for us i think to to look at do I want to play and what's, what's yeah. the flavor I like? So yeah, I really like. It. Well, so let's talk about some of those data sheets now. And the first one we'll talk about. I do you want to talk about call for a sec? Sorry, one. <laughs> I guess that's the only one I have never seen actually. On the exactly, table. it's continue. It's uh, it, it actually has become apparent to me this like just recently that mm. there is a trend with G Dub making their like the flagship guy for a faction mm-hmm. not that good mm-hmm. they did it with they did it with uh even though they made morty ultra durable he's not yeah. that killy no um gilliman's no chop mm. magnus is never to be seen like mm. magnus is is actually horrible yeah. uh um, is, is not good like you take no. a marshal and, and a manipulus for way less points and they're so much better yeah. uh, way better like yeah. it's it's actually a bit of a trend isn't it i mean the only one i can say that they really did did right is the silent king like the Silent King mm. is still just such an absolute baller if you can make mm-hmm. it work, um, yeah. but that might only be because the rest of the factions, you know, <laughs> how you how you doing? Yeah. Um, he, he looks he looks so rosy, um, but yeah, it's interesting to see like the 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 the, the kind of the the centerpiece guy mm. call. He's he's nowhere to be seen. No, he's too expensive, and you don't get that much return on the investment for being mm. able to reroll all. Hits because it's only core units, and you already have like you already hit so many wastes with reroll once for one turn. That's usually enough. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The so we're talking about those two the two HQs that have become the bread and butter. So the manipulus and the and the marshal. The marshal is obviously the most obnoxious forty five. Was sorry, he's he's now gone up in points. Was the most obnoxious forty five point model in the game. (laughs) He's still ridiculous at fifty five. Do you know know the? All right, so I'm just painting everyone a picture out there. The Marshal was the most obnoxious character in the game, and that was a game that had a 60-point succubus in it. The Marshal was still more obnoxious. Yeah. 
That just how stupid the Marshall was. Yeah, because you were having like four blobs of Skitari around yeah. you, just re-rolling all ones to hit yes. and wounds. It's just what the shit. <laughs> I mean, the succubus goes out and she kills the thing in the turn, and you're like, yeah, cool. Like you know, a Smash mm. Captain would have done the same thing. Good for her. She's just doing it super yeah. cheap. That's fine. And then you have one guy with forty. Like essentially, you got three squads around a Marshall. Essentially, you have a fourth squad because of how much yeah. uh, redundancy that guy gives you. Um, that was the key it's... to my list. I just had all six squads on the table and within range of the marshal, so that I marshal, could just have yeah. everyone, everyone in uh... range, because that would just give you so much bang for your buck. And on top of that, on the rerolls, I mean, he allows one unit to ignore the Doctrina, which is perfect, and then he also had the programmed retreat ability to just... Exactly. Make someone so run away and shoot. So if you if yeah, yeah if you're going into if you're going because he was Lucius as well, you'd have a manipulus mm. nearby with the the solar flare to beam you out. I had games. <laughs> I saw people play games where they went up and they wrapped two squads and then tapped two others, and none of it mattered because one of them beamed out, one of them desperate breaked out, one of them mm. feigned retreated, oh, yeah. and the other one just fell back and didn't care. Yeah. And like it's just oh my god. Mm. <laughs> get lost alright but what does the manipulus do and why is it good uh, the manipulus is uh, well the only reason to run him is if you're running your blobs because otherwise if you're just running smaller units it's not really worth it because he can he can buff yeah core units and buff the galvanic arc and radium weapons so radium is what the vanguard have galvanic is what your uh, yeah, horse is for as well can be good to buff gives them extra 6 range and extra 1 AP so that's really key, of course, to bump your rangers up to AP2 or your vanguards to AP1. So perfect. And then exactly you can just right. run around and do stuff, because this happens in the command phase, so you can use him in the movement phase to raise banners and repair stuff and just move around. Uh, and they mm. were also your like uh, main carriers for the, all the Lucius buffs, like the yeah. teleporting, the, the transhuman, the logi to ignore AP1 and 2 and so on. So you'd have at least... At least one in, in Lucius, and you give him the Warlord trait for the Transhuman, you give him the Holy Order for the Ignore AP1 and 2, and the Relic to teleport. And then his innate ability to to uh, give you extra AP. So at least the yeah. Lucius Patrol in your shooting Mars list uh, would be good, I think. That you have this Agreed. guy and, and yeah. one blob minimum. There you go. Yeah, All right. So that's um, what are some other what are some other data sheets we should talk about? We already talked about the we, we don't we're not going to talk about Rangers or Vanguard. Everyone knows that bonkers crazy ass stuff that they do. Um, yeah. you, you lead on, mate. Where do you want to take this data sheet wise? Uh, well, you don't really see the dominus because of the marshal and his ability Correct. to reroll once. Uh, the Technoarchaeolist is mainly for cataphrons and stuff, which we might Who? discuss later. <laughs> the techno <laughs> Doctor Daedalus. Uh, yeah, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I, I've just never seen him. <laughs> Never seen him this edition. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and engines here, you see him just babysitting some Mars planes and giving them plus one ballistic skill turn one, yeah. and then boosting your disintegrators to extra ballistic skill. But I actually saw a friend of mine too that was thinking of running him with the drills because the plus oh. one to hit works in combat as well. So, oh, yeah. snap! That's yeah. pretty cute. So giving them better melt shots and as well the drill hitting in combat better. What would you put in the drill? Sicarians, uh, just yeah, uh, <laughs> rust stalkers, like maybe seven rust stalkers and five vanguards or something. Because I mean, he mm-hmm. has to be on the, on the battlefield to give the buff, so yeah, situational, but uh, could be nice. Uh, apart from that, yeah, rangers and vanguards went up in points. I still think there's builds to. I've been, I have one list 
that I could talk about more in, in, in a second part as well that focuses heavy on them. Um, I don't think, like, with a points hike, running them in the Vanguard or in the veteran cohort is really pricey now. Yeah, it is. Pay even more. Yeah. I mean, I st- like, without the, without the vet cohort, what are they each without the... <laughs> Good question now, actually. Uh, they used to be... Let's see. He doesn't know. No, I don't <laughs> know. It. I haven't Love been it. looking at them for a while, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> There's other things that are occupying me, but uh, let's see. One ranger is... How much is a bloody ranger? It's nine points base now. That's fine. That's fine, yeah. It's fine. 180 oh, yeah. points for your, mm. for your 20 man. That's mm. not a big deal. No. I mean... It's and perfectly her, reasonable for yeah, what you're able gear to do. gear went up five points as well, which it should have always been. I mean, getting ignore cover for five points for 20 guys was a bit too much. It was. <laughs> um, I would like to talk... So, the Electro Priests, yeah? So, this... When... Sorry. When people told me what was happening with the data sheet, because I... I've, naturally, I'm in a bunch <clears> of group chats, and some people said, like, oh my god, like, uh, you know, <clears throat> Jakari got nerf buffed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like... Well, they, a lot of their good stuff went down, but a lot of their bad stuff that was good, but just wasn't getting taken, now it's better. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, no. Um, I was like, oh, cool. Then if they did that, then maybe they'll do that with like full grind Electro Priests and Corpuscari and stuff. Mm. And, you know, they'll be level-handed with AdMech. Mm. No. <laughs> no, still not, I think. Um, they don't really have any staying power. And that's that's a problem. But uh, well, for- they trade okay, I guess. Toughness five, so toughness three with like one wound. There, it's a guardsman like, and with a six up, was it to get a five plus involved? Yeah, they've got a guardsman stat line, but like a space marine point price point, like it just doesn't make any sense. No, and you can't really buff them the way you can with your uh, rust stalkers, mm. for example. You can't make them super fast or yeah, uh, super killy. Uh, and I mean, when they hit you. They inflict mortal wounds, yeah, two mortal wounds on a six, but then the attack sequence ends. Yeah. Apart from the Rust Stalkers, where you say one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage with your exactly. AP3 mm-hmm. power swords. So mm-hmm. that's quite good. Uh, they're actually not that killy. Uh, and when they lost their three up invo, I mean, that's mm-hmm. also. And four up invo is okay, but it doesn't really keep them in the uh, battle the no, way that they used to when you could get them to a two up back in the day uh, well it, it, the game is far too killy now like mm. everything just farted a four plus invuln the toughness toughness three with a four plus invuln is just mm. you're dead <laughs> you don't have oh, yes. an invuln you're just dead <laughs> it doesn't matter now so i, I knew i knew fulgurites were in a really bad place i thought there might be a place for corpuscari because that density of strength five is mm. actually not bad in the meta at the moment Mm. Um, oh. Especially with you know things like need, you need to clear racks, you need to clear racks quick. But the yeah. issue is like rangers just do the same thing for cheaper from the back of the mm. board. Mm. Like so, that's that was my issue. <laughs> 12, Twelve inch range is just too short. Means you need to put them in reserve. Means your opponent has a lot of agency when they come from reserve for just buffering out by three inches, mm. and it's just rough. It's just real rough. If they were eighteen inch range, I'd love them a lot more. But mm. uh, yeah, I <clears throat> I wish they were good. And the yeah, other thing. Too. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why do my precious dragoons have to be treated so poorly? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I don't no. What did they ever do to anyone? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. They were semi-viable when they had core. 
because you could like give them transhuman and I, stuff. I used to like a like yeah, just a single like one or two singles just as yeah. harassing units sounded mm. actually pretty cute. Mm. Um, but yeah, just so bad, man. <laughs> mm, yeah, but at least uh, I don't think they went up in points now that the Ballistari, uh, the shooting ones went up. So yeah, maybe I, I mean they're not they're not super crappy. They just subpar to everything else. Agreed. And all the Sicarian, uh, like all the useful Sicarian variants, went up to 19 points. Taraxi stayed the same. Rust stalkers and infiltrators are also 19 now, and I think that's quite mm. nice. I mean, well, if you look at the rust stalker, yeah, it's killy. It has some nice special rules. Would you trade that for uh, infiltration ability? Yeah, and pay the same. Yeah, probably. Would you trade it for <laughs> jump packs and flamers? Yeah, probably. I mean, they're all quite nicely costed now. I think so. When you're building a Sicarian army. You like like how many how many Taraxi do I really need to be to make them efficient? How many infiltrators do I really need? Um, so that's also like and how many rust stalkers then? And obviously three units is quite nice there. Yeah, and, but I think you can. Well, I mean, rust stalkers you can have like in units of five and still boost them up and have them people, be quite killed. Yeah, I don't really get why people are down on on the rust stalkers and infiltrators now. For nineteen points, it seems fair for what you get. I mean, I pay twenty seven for a Vanguard veteran, <laughs> which essentially. You know, so my my guy has a two plus save and mm. a four plus invulnerable mm. save, and yeah, cool, moves mm. actual twelve inches. Mm. But like without context, without being white scars, um, a rust stalker is hands down faster in, in every way. Uh, actually, it does it with an with just a two CP hits way harder. Yeah. Um, like I need to give like a chapter master or like a a chaplain in order to to bridge that gap in killiness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think they're fine at 19 points, man. I, I think, think so they're too. very, very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely agree. <laughs> um, all right, where should we go from here? Yeah, the leaders went up in points to 20 from 16, and I think that's 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 about right as well. Um, that's uh, useful. 60 points for. For a squad of three. Squad of three, yeah. I mean, 20 is a bit much. I mean, but yeah, but then 20 points is also an intercessor. And like, I would way rather a service <laughs> raider than, than an intercessor. Yeah, it um, can snipe and scout move and yeah. Be annoying and redeploy. Okay, so there's one thing we need to talk about. Castellan Robots is the only thing that went down, right? Yeah. Tell me a story. Is there anything <laughs> there? Well, I know some people have been experimenting with the Lucius flying robot thingy but and they've seen some good success they they say but it's not super super duper good and for the points i still think if you want that type of like durability firepower punch power look at the breachers uh, for 35 points you get the uh, power fist oh sorry you get the thunderhammer attacks same as same profile basically as the castellan fist except minus two ap instead of minus three you get a strength six gun with ap two uh, damage two, yep. damage more against vehicles, and it costs way less. And you can't kill one with a lucky short range melter shot. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you can only kill one with a short range lucky melter shot. Yeah. I mean, I I want to tell you that like seven wounds is fantastic for the Castellan robots. Like, I'm mm. really happy they've got oh, six, yeah. they've not haven't got six yeah. six wounds right now. You might as well have five. You might as well have four. It doesn't really matter. Um, there's so so many times when it's irrelevant. Um, and yeah, only three attacks, and then of course you get, do you get one for each fist? So you have yeah. five if you, if you double fist? Yeah, and you probably, I would say, only go one fist. 
because you want to just unlock the profile, at least in my opinion. I, I'm not sure what people are running out there. I, I don't even know if there's a Castellan robot meta out there that people are saying <laughs> what's the best, but I would probably run them as Lucius with one, one fist and one gun, and then just buff them all the way to level 10. And Yeah, you try and disarm. Yeah. Disarm, right? yeah. And, I mean, people are talking about, I've, I've heard you know, like murmurs of people saying like, do I need to look at these because they're a thick city option? Because I mean, they mm. are. Mm. They they will go toe to toe with like Talos, no problems, and their durability yeah. is absolutely respectable. Because you can give uh, you can give one of them ignore rend one and two, yeah. Yeah, and transhuman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just be like, well, you know, I'm not dying. Uh, let's find out if you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it seems pretty legit. That all strength six shooting um, is quite nice. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not I mean, sure. I yeah. mean, I think you need to run them as Lucius because then you can teleport them, um, and that's good. Yes, that is good. That is just good. Um, do you need to have a data smith with them? Do you think you? Yeah. Otherwise, they're not core, and you can't buff them. So that's you the problem. Them, like right? once yeah. you've teleported and you charge in, you pray that the data smith makes the charge as well, or he's dead probably. That's true. And then you, <laughs> and then then you run, lose your run out of core range, yeah. and that's also yeah. like, hmm, do they keep the abilities or do they do they not? And that's also like not clear that's, still. That's a yeah, that's a huge issue actually because mm. he's such a, a tether. Well, he's only he's four wounds. It's just a four mm. wound toughness four. He's got a two plus armor save. Yeah, cool. Um, so he's, he's I mean, he's not hard to kill, but he's not easy. Like not super mm. easy. But um, yep. yeah, it just seems rough to to have this Death Star that's all pivoted off this one little dude. That is the only thing that keeps it functioning. And you can't really protect the guy um, if you're going to use the unit aggressively. Um, so maybe that means oh. they have to be a defensive tool. Maybe that means you just make a... You get a unit of Castellan robots in your gun line and just use them to play defense. We don't do that much, though, with their shooting. So, yeah, they can punch back for sure. But oh, well, they're just I just think they're there, like having three fallback and shoot abilities is probably better. <laughs> no, but they're there, to be a, they're there to be a deterrent. They're there to be yeah, like, well... Yeah. Look at look at me! I'm big and scary. I can put all these buffs here if I really need to. Don't make me, you know. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's a concept for him. But we'll unpack them a little bit more in part two, which I think that's where we're headed right now, my dude. Um, mm. Is there any other data sheets you think we really need to talk about? Oh, sorry, you're a huge fan of the Scorpius Disintegrator still, and I want to give you your time. Oh, yeah. Tell Absolutely. everybody it's it's it's, it's okay. <laughs> the sky isn't falling. You can still take your toaster tank. Yeah, absolutely. They're still really good. I think. I mean, people are still bringing uh, people are still bringing uh, the Drakari surfer guys. What are they called? Hellions. Yeah, and these are really good at killing Hellions. They're also really they're okay at damaging Hive Guards. I mean, sure you can buy the ignore AP one and two. I think on the Hive Guard, but and they have a four up armor, right? So in cover they will get a four up. So they'll still be a four up against your AP one. And, but you should be able to get some some hits in and it's damage too. So you should kill a few if you have three, and that might be good to uh, to force them to try and kill your uh, three disintegrators, which they might fail because you might make sure that they have a two up armor that turn and get mm-hmm. lucky on your four ups, and then you have another yep. turn of killing hive guards or just shooting <laughs> your blast weapons into into hordes of gene stealers and gaunts. Yeah. So. Uh, What's not to like? <laughs> exactly right. I so here's a is a weird thing. When we had the huge flyer meta, when the orcs were everywhere and Adbeck was taking flyers as well, I thought we'd start seeing like Icarus arrays on on, on do crawlers, like maybe a one of or a two of in lists. Mm. Never seemed to materialize. Is there any reason no. why you think? 
Yeah, less cannon belly stories, just pure better. Which is just, just, just better. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I assumed it was between them and then the pinch hitting abilities of rangers. Like, rangers just pinch hitting in can pretty much kill a flyer. Oh, yeah. Um, and they then, had a range know, to yeah. do it as well. So Yeah, and then las cannon chickens are just like, well, why do I need this expensive tank? Well, actually, this inexpensive <laughs> tank for what it is, but yeah, I had this inexpensive troops choice instead. <laughs> Yeah, but we've actually seen some uh, some Archaeopter Transvector action recently in the community, what? which we'll talk really? a bit more about. Yep. Okay, in that's episode two, I guess. Because <laughs> that's the transport one, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what the hell? All right, all right. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Rickard's doing all my job for me, hyping up this part two for you guys. Uh, on that note, we will sign off. I hope that is. Oh, sorry, no, 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 no. We're not done yet. What are we talking about? We got to give our verdict. Um, I am of the opinion that this is still one of the best books in the edition. Uh, this is one of the, in, in my opinion, this is one of the best books of the modern era of the game. The problem is it's the internal balance is, is almost perfect. Like mm. internal balance, everything's <laughs> good. Everything can be made good. You can make a place for everything except dragoons. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty well yeah. freaking rounded, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You just have to like pay, pay a decent price for it now. And you you don't get like two hundred points free that you used to. Well, most lists have gone up by about two hundred points, I think. So we've lost some ability to trade, like just sloppy do sloppy trades, and now you have to actually play. <laughs> you have to actually play. Oh no, heaven forbid! Have to actually yeah. play. Um, fair enough, man. So where do you put where do you put uh, Admech on the the tier list right now? Uh, yeah, somewhere around like lower A, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look at the statistics for the win percentage now, it's in a, at about fifty percent uh, for the GW tournaments that they released the statistics for. But I mean, also we're we had a huge influx of really, really good players that just yeah. took them to town, uh, and now they've all left. I'm not just not sure if all of them have, but a lot of them have left. <laughs> So it's <laughs> down to us hardcore admic uh, people now uh, to see what we can do with this. And uh, it's really interesting times, you know, with the new missions. I don't know. I don't. I personally don't think that's going to change too much. I don't think the new missions do that much of a difference. Mm. Uh, a little, for sure, so but not not I, a huge impact on the game. Yeah, I am. Um, it's going to be stream... down to the new books, I think, like the new uh, the new codexes. See what's good. See what yeah. what happens to the tyrannids. Yeah. Um, I um I st- I watched and uh, produced a stream game in the in the Art of Warhouse mm-hmm. between Richard and Jack. It was uh, Sisters vs. Admech, and Richard was playing literally yeah. his G Dub winning list, but just with like two hundred and thirty points less. And I walked mm-hmm. around and looked at that list, and I'm like, "There's still a ridiculous amount of stuff in this list. This <laughs> list is fine." And he brutalized the sisters. He absolutely he dominated the hell out of them. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think, I think uh, Jack gave up on turn three. He's <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm done. Mm. Um, and I, I think this faction is absolutely fine. I'm, I'm putting this faction in mid to upper A. I'm not, sure, I'm not quite ready to say it's A plus. I don't think it's with. It might just be below, say, orcs. <clears throat> um, mm. So I, I think it's one of the best. I think it's still one of the best books in the game. It's just whether or not, like people like yourself continue well i know people like yourself will continue but without the without the bandwagon as to hype it up it's it's always been a faction with a small and very dedicated player base um yeah and so it's always it's going to be an interesting one to see what the stats do with it 
Yeah, and I think we can do a lot of different things. So we'll go through a couple of builds in, in episode two and uh, talk about like different matchups and, and such and what you can counter and what you can't counter with different builds. And uh, mm. I mean, I've identified a couple that's good against different matchups, like it should be. So yeah, nice. if you're uh, lucky and you play well, you, you have some good matchups, you have some bad ones that you need to overcome, but it's definitely doable. Beautiful. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up. This has been the Ricard Show with Adam. <laughs> you've, done, you've done such a you've done such a better job of selling the next part than i have so yeah jump on over the part i'm getting guys. used to it now you know but you are you're getting in the groove i appreciate it it's awesome um yeah no all right, worries. my man thank you so much we're going to sign off from this hope you guys have enjoyed you. this episode it's been an absolute treat to have you back on my dude hopefully you've had a wonderful christmas everybody oh look after yourselves take care and we'll see you on the next side say good night ricard you there goodbye Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.